love me I think I love me I kind of love me It's kind of funny I felt so good then the feeling left me It leaves me It comes and goes but it don't deceive me It shows me all the things I hate most Watches me unfold All the work that I've done Internal wars that I've won are gone Self-esteem is a bitch How you gon' feel if you don't get it? So I raised what's I just wanna feel like you go Little bit unbreakable Welcome back to Girl Truth. Today's episode is part three in the series entitled Pressure Wounds. There's this issue not of just proving your diagnoses and getting diagnosed, but finding resources and support once you have been diagnosed. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that issue? I will say I'm pretty sure it's more of an issue with when you're diagnosed as an adult, because as a child, like with ADHD, I found it a lot easier to get help. Well, it was the wrong help, but like it was a help um, because my Mm -hmm. mom was handling all that and everybody wants to help little ADHD kids there's a drastic fall off in um established support systems once you hit 18. That's true with ADHD and it's true with um autism spectrum disorder. When I got diagnosed it was I was given a list of um places to reach out to and basically a little roadmap of things I needed to get done. One program, the assert program, I actually managed to fill out all the information and do all the follow up with considering my ADHD is like pulling off a miracle. That's the equivalent of pulling off three all-nighters in a row and not sleeping for 72 hours. That's how much effort that takes. Call me and they're like, okay, we got your information. You're in the system. We're just waiting for the governor to approve the budget. And then we'll be able to onboard you. Somebody will give you a call when that happens. That was January 2018. I am still waiting. I called back. Um, technically, I called back five times, but I got through once. And I got a lot of um, negative attitude when I was just saying, like, hey, I'm just calling to check in about, like, the status and stuff like that. And I basically was told, if we said that we're waiting for funding, we are still waiting for funding, somebody will give you a call when you can be onboarded. Your application is already in. There is nothing more for you to be doing right now. So that was discouraging. And then also another big mm-hmm. thing is... um applying for disability. I don't know how it is in other states, but in Pennsylvania, when you apply for disability, you are not going to get, like almost certainly not going to get it the first time around. The problem with that is, I see it as inhumane and it goes directly against helping who you're supposed to be helping. Like somebody who needs a wheelchair because they cannot walk. That, okay, if you want that wheelchair, you have to climb these stairs. Because, like I just said about following up to get with the program and all that other stuff, just putting my application together for disability, the first time it took me like six months to a year to get it done. And it was it. I was given, mm-hmm. I think, 30 or 90 to appeal, because that's when your odds go up is when you appeal. I did not have enough room to appeal in a time. It took, I think, one or two years before I was able to apply again. And before anybody says anything about asking for help, I asked for help. I did. It still took a solid year to get it together. The Department of Disability should be ashamed. Like, there's no way around it. 
like the core of my disorder is with stuff like that. That's one of the biggest dysfunctions in my life is with follow-up and paperwork and stuff like that. And for you to make it a moral thing, it's cool. I've heard of people I know having similar heart issues with applying for disability, um, not necessarily with ADHD or autism spectrum disorder, but physical disabilities, even still having to prove that they need help or that they can't go to work. So it it is definitely an issue that's affecting many Americans. And the thing is, nobody seems to real like, it's this... It's this whole idea that if you really need the help, you will get it done to get the help. But mm-hmm. I will be 100% honest with you. And between applying for disability the first time and the second time, there were multiple suicide attempts. It's not, it's not just, oh, well, try again next year. It's a whole bunch of additional damage, additional pressure to that wound. Now, I just want to switch the topic to this concept of the ADHD tax. What can you tell us about that? Well, the ADHD tax is like the pink tax, but it's even more expensive. Basically, it's, I guess I could also call it the mental disorder tax, but I've just got used to ADHD tax. It's the things I have to buy or rebuy or just things that take something out of me that I would not have to do if I were neurotypical. I go without a lot of things just because I have two cell phones. The second line is free. It's just a cell phone that has a a charge on it. But without it, it gets real ugly because my brain constantly needs stimulation. And if my brain does not get stimulation from the external, it teams up with the autism and anxiety and all that other stuff. And then it throws a party and turns internal, which um, I don't know if you've ever spent too much time with yourself and your thoughts. It's not a good idea. It's a whole lot of, oh, you're, you're inadequate. Here's how you're inadequate. But yeah, that's several hundred dollars a month. My skin is so sensitive that, like, a lot of clothing can irritate or eat. Like, I have bruises and marks on my upper thigh from three crumbs that managed to get inside of my leggings. I can break out in different clothing. It's a whole thing. But this outfit is why I don't have fancy sneakers or why I'm really on top of my budget when it comes to food. And speaking of food, fresh foods, everybody tells me I should be eating those. The problem is I have ADHD. That is a trap. That is something that can only be in the refrigerator for like a week. Nine times out of ten, it goes bad for no other reason than because I have ADHD. Besides like the things that you literally have to pay for with money, there's ways that ADHD can be just taxing on you mentally, um, like projective sensitive dysphoria? Uh, yes, projection sensitive dysphoria. It's, um, it it kind of seems like it's masquerading as social anxiety, but it pops up with um, perceived rejection. So, for example, I wrote somebody a note, and they just said, hey, next time could you write it on lined paper? 
it was a little bit harder to read and can you put it in this format that makes it easier for me to understand what you're saying and my brain went they hate you you are horrible how could you and next thing you know you're spending the next 30 minutes convincing yourself that not everybody secretly can't stand your gut the frustration of living with a person with ADHD just because I have ADHD does not mean I am immune to my own annoyingness but after I've lost the remote 20 times I want to beat my own behind it's very annoying when I don't remember things that I really need to remember and it causes problems for other people and also me but that's the part that doesn't get talked about for good reason like why do you say good reason well I feel like a lot of the reason people don't talk about how they annoy their own daggone self is because you have to fight so hard not to get penalized for what you cannot control. So when you look to feeling annoyance or even hatred, because self-love is really hard when it's yourself that's stopping you from succeeding or functioning or living your life. And it's like if I admit that what I'm doing, it's valid to be annoyed at it, even when I'm in my own head and can tell, that I can't control it, how can I ask other people to maybe not whip me with their mouth or not dump a whole bunch of lectures and taking me to task when I do it to myself? Thank you for talking about rejective sensitive dysphoria. I learned something very new. I mean, I'm learning a lot of new things in this whole episode, but that was something I'd never heard of before tried to love me but all these people they don't support me i guess i'm corny i got my family but i'm so different nobody gets me it gets so lonely baby just hold me never mind please don't touch me you won't like how i feel insecurity gets too real validation's a bitch how you gon' feel if you don't get it Shine your light, make me like your gold Not a bit unbreakable Little more unbreakable Try it on one thousand times Life like this in my side Trying to squeeze but it's too tight Can't breathe, it's not right I try, well I try This season of Girl Truth is recorded virtually using the Anchor FM app. Nancy Gilliam is the producer, Adina Hill is the associate producer, and we are sponsored by the Evelor House. Want to learn more about the Evelor House? Visit us on the web at www.evelorhouse.org forward slash girl truth.